Welcome back, everybody. Audio Theory. Back in the house with my boy Danny, who's actually in LA this time around. On site. Hence why we don't have a video up, because we're not, uh, we don't have the, the setup for this shit quite next, yet. Next trip, next trip, next trip. But next trip, we'll have it, uh, everything in order. Um, and this episode is called PC or Mac. Uh, we did a lot of catching up and have a, quite a bit of topics to, to speak about um, that you guys will find interesting as we do. Um, yeah, let's, let's jump right into Dude, it. This, this might as well be called like Drink Champs Part 2 because we're like, this is like a rip off of Drake's. Like, Blair's, if you can see us, Blair's drinking tequila. I can't drink right now because I'm on some other shit. Like, it's a, it's, this is like yeah. Drink Champs. Like, shout out to them. This is like the, the highest form of like flattery. Yep, you can't see it or smell it, but you can hopefully feel it uh, and hope, hopefully not hear it in our voices. We don't want to be mumbling and saying all kinds of crazy shit, but at least you'll find it entertaining. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Um, but we got to start off with Heat of the Week. What You were just on a trip to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I know on your flight, you must have been playing one song over and over again. What's that one song? Um, honestly, I was playing games most of the time because my playlist I've run through like 400 times already. Okay. What I did right before I got on my flight, I saw the, the new ASAP Rocky uh, Babushka Boy. The video? Video, okay. which was dope. Uh, the song itself was dope too, so... That got my vote. Um, ASAP's always been an artist that I've I've loved um, ever since he dropped that first mixtape. I think it was called Live Love ASAP mm -hmm. way back in like 2011 or maybe even 2010 um, or even 2012. One of those years. And ever since then, I was like, yo, this, this dude's going to be big one day. And at a certain point in time, he... I won't say he fell off, but he kind of disappeared from the scene. Like on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. It wasn't even like I was like he's not hot. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like because he, <clears throat> he stayed hot. Yes, yeah, staying hot. Like I guess let his camp fucking take the the spotlight. Yeah, because ASAP Ferg was pretty um, yeah. popular for a while. ASAP Ferg and all that, and I, my interest just kind of disappeared at that point. Uh, I didn't really expect too much from him, and then he dropped this shit, and it kind of reminded me of that old gritty, like yeah, simple but dope new york style that he originated from um, and i remember why donald trump was like trying to get him back yeah <laughs> he, he, just, he, he never said uh he never sorry said thank, you. thank you he never yeah. said thank you um i mean that was a smart move on his part he would have fucked his whole career yeah fuck it. you fucking sell out go back to fucking sweden well uh well apparently all the comments are saying he went to russia because he made that babushka song Is with the, the handkerchief around his face and everything so who knows what Europe did to him? Maybe his his cellmate. It changed him. It changed him. But um, musically, at least he stayed the same. Uh, so I got to give him my vote. So that's your heat I'm of looking, the week. Yep, I'm looking forward to, to more heat from him. All right. So my heat of the week is an album that was very underrated from my point. I didn't know how hot it was gonna be. Like I mentioned before, there's only a few a few female rappers I even care about. But Rap City dropped an album last week. Album's great. What's but it called? The album is called Eve. Dope. Eve that explains Eve. why I got a random Mac Miller video with her from like seven years yes. ago. Yes. Yes. So Rhapsody's been around for a while, dude. Takes her craft super seriously. But one standout song on that album is So Joiner featuring J. Cole. Bro, kill that shit. That shit's fire. I listened to that shit out. the entire time my flight from Miami to LA. I was nice. like, wow. Bro, because like, dude, I didn't even think about her when I think about fucking hip hop mm -hmm. like artists. You know what I mean? Like, yo, she... 
you can tell why she drops an album like every three to four years. Cause like, yeah. yo, this was like an art. Like this shit was like, every lyric was like yeah. on point. So shit, if, you, if your name is Rhapsody, you better come. Come correct. Yeah, like you have no choice. But like, to be fair though, fast, a lot of like of people names. who know about her been talking about her for a while. Like, yeah. uh, I think Charlamagne the guy was like always saying mm-hmm. that she's the best rapper out, period. Like yep. male or female, so. Shame on us, because I get I haven't heard any of her shit before, so yeah. but yo, it's hard. Like it's a really good album. So definitely go shout out to Rap City. That's my heat of the week for sure. Nope. Um, so let's get into to what's been going on. I think oh, one thing I did tune into, which is also why I didn't really listen to a whole lot of new music, is the the Chappelle special. Dude, so what do you think about that shit, bro? I think uh, I think it's called Stick and Stones. Yeah, Sticks, Sticks and, Stones. and Stones. And obviously that's the name of it because the saying goes, sticks and stones may hurt, may break, break my bones, bone. but words can never hurt me. And obviously we live in a time where basically anything anyone says offends somebody. Everything somewhere. has to be PC, bro. And he basically said, fuck all that. I'm going to say what I want and piss everybody off. And it, the weird thing about it is he's always been like that. It's just in this day and age, for whatever reason, his jokes just hit home worse for some people. For some people, right. Um, and he killed it, in my opinion, in a good way. And yeah, I, I really think this might be his best work. Okay, I feel like those first like two artistically, Net- yeah. So I feel like those first two Netflix specials was still very PC. Like, yo, I can make some jokes, but I can't cross that line. This one, he was like, "Fuck you, I'm rich. You need me. I'm gonna serve the fuck I want." Yeah. And bro, it was tasteful, bro. Like there was never any one joke that was like, "Bro, you crossed the line." Like, right, right. Even the shit about Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. it was like. It was funny, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give it away, and I, I I can't do his jokes justice. But like, bro, that joke was hysterical. So yeah. like, I don't know, dude. I think it was his best piece of work. But like, I, how, how do you feel about the comedians now coming after him? Like, do you think they can like go back to the comedy from the old, where you could just say whatever you want and be okay? Um, they can. I mean, they're gonna face backlash no matter what. Um, but it's a it's a tough gig because that's what your job is based on is saying shit that's inappropriate and hoping you get some laughs right or making good out of bad at least you know we can like fucking getting raped by michael jackson and shit like that isn't funny obviously at all but but it happened if it did happen since technically it wasn't proven if it did happen uh hypothetically yeah hypothetically (laughs) uh I mean, it's a fucked up thing, but at the same time, he's given his point of view in like an artistic way. Right. So you can't really knock, you can't treat his piece just like some random dude at your job talking about it. Like this is his actual career. And if you don't want to tune into it, you don't have to. That's the good thing about it. That's the beauty of Netflix. Um, But everyone's talking about it. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. uh, And he... If you know his previous work, it doesn't come as a surprise. I wasn't shocked. Yeah, I wasn't shocked. But I was shocked at the the quality of the jokes. Like, so again, I feel like we haven't... I don't. I didn't care for the last two Netflix episodes. I just no. did. It was fine. So we haven't seen, like, prime Chappelle since the Chappelle show, which is fucking, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Bro, so the fact that something like that, that whole LGBTQ joke, bro, that is, like sophisticated to a different level oh you mean just the fact that he referred to them as letters the whole time yeah dude the fact that like like he referred to them as like a fucking family in a car who yeah. hate each other yeah like bro that is like artistically genius yeah and then to make that joke so unoffensive throughout was mm-hmm. crazy bro 
Like that was like, again, there's like, if I feel like if you're like a, an artist, comedy, like aficionado, like that must have been like your brain blowing. Cause like, bro, like how is he making this so funny and yeah. so not offensive? Like right. that is crazy. And the thing is, so I, I watched this one channel on YouTube, I think it's called Jubilee, and they have they basically bring two opposing sides together to discuss every topics. topic. Okay, and one of the topics was I, I want to say it was transgenders versus uh, like the, the rest of the mm-hmm. of the alphabet, uh, as he as Chappelle would put it. And it was interesting to see how divided they they even were because for someone who's not a part of that group, you don't understand what their perspective is right. and what they think of each other. And Chappelle basically mentioned Called all the out. things I saw in that video was like, even within that community, they're-, they're Yeah, they're not all friends. Yeah. And it, that goes for like any community. It doesn't matter if it's the black community, right. fucking liberals, Latinos, conservatives, Latinos, whatever. Like there's always gonna be that division. Facts. Um, and I feel like we never think about that shit. Yeah. Like we just assume, oh, they're all like this. So they're all the same. Right. It's like, no, they don't even like each other. Mm-hmm. Which is, Okay, excuse me, a great thing that Chappelle brings out in that episode, it's like, bro, like, there's, like, this is America, like, yo, like, here's a fucking mirror, like, you guys all think we're divided, but it's all the same shit. Yeah. Um, and then all the gay jokes about, like, people in Atlanta was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely practiced and took his time with delivering this message in, like, the dopest, seamless way ever. Like, this was a very special stand-up series, but, like, I feel like you have to... If you're even a comedy fan, like you have to go see this shit. Yeah. It's special. Dude, but speaking of comedy, bro, so I was reading, I'm reading actually a book right now. I was reading this shit in the fucking park today. So the book is called Everybody Lies, Big Data, New Data, and What the Internet Can Tell Us About Who We Really Are. Bro, so there's a part in the book that talks about the concept of the book, if you you don't know it, it's about like, we lie to our friends, we lie to our family, we lie to our lovers, but we can't lie on what we Google. Right, and it's like what we really talk about to ourselves, as opposed to what we tell our, our our friends and family. Right. So one part of it is like people could predict that Trump was going to win because when Obama won, the Google searches for nigger went up in a lot of states, uh-huh. and then Trump figured out which those states were and kind of just you know built off that. Right. Yeah. So this book talks about like all the searches we do to kind of like figure out are, are certain like theories in life accurate or that's just what we assume. So speaking of comedies, when do you think is the most li- likable time for someone to go watch a comedy stand-up? When they're in a good mood, when they're in a bad mood, when uh, they're in a sad mood? Probably bad, or at least based on what the comedians are even saying too, I would say bad because I think at, at this particular time, uh, in the era that we're in, it seems like people go to them for comedic relief to make fun of all the bullshit that's going on, basically all the stuff Chappelle's highlighting, the right. can- cancel culture and all that stuff. Because there's no one really out there who can talk about that and not fucking lose their job within 24 hours. Dude, facts. That's what I would think as well. But as of 2018, the mo- you're more likely, according to our Google searches over the past 20 years, to seek something happy when you're in a good mood. So apparently like that, that, that corny saying of misery loves company, yeah. you're more likely to look for something sad when you're sad. Yeah. And But you're only gonna look for stuff and the happiness when you're in a good place. Right. So they look at, uh, the, the two things they stood out the most is like, the worst day in the week is when? Monday, right? 
And on that day, the Actually, amount it's of Tuesday for me actually. <laughs> <laughs> so today, except for today, because it's Taco Tuesday, <laughs> the day after a holiday. Um, uh, they say when when uh on Mondays, where you would think people will Google the most like happy thoughts because they're miserable. Those that's the least amount of days that fucking things are looking for happiness. So like, there's other examples of that that prove that we seek happiness where we're in a happy mood, which yeah. is funny to me because I would assume the same thing you thought. Like, hey, I'm sad. Let me watch something to fucking make me happy, yeah. which is not very... Okay. That's wild that nigger went up. Because, like, in my mind, let's just say hypothet- hypothetically, I was a racist against black people, which would be weird because I'm black. But of all things I'd search for, why would I search for nigger? Like, do I want to see just pictures so of they're, So they're searching nigger, nigger jokes, nigger, like, shit, like stuff with the word nigger in yeah. it. And it's just wild, bro, because if they compare the map side by side and the Republican map is one thing and the, the that nigger yeah. searches, it's like the same exact map. Yeah. But then you add more more states to it. It's like, whoa. Shit. Damn, that's sad. Because wild, because like we thought like Obama won by a landslide, mm-hmm. but in his second term, bro, he barely won. But you could only find out that data from the Google searches because uh-huh. all the normal Gallup polls had him winning by a landslide. Right. And that's not what happened, bro. Like people were generally online trying to figure out how can we not let this yeah. quote unquote nigger win? Like it's, mm-hmm. yo, it's wild. And man. honestly, uh, to play devil's advocate, I, another reason why I don't like this cancel culture stuff is this was the reason why the Trump voter was so invisible Facts. because if you even slightly remotely endorsed Trump, you could be a, a black dude from California, fucking did everything right and vote for him just because he had one policy that like, for whatever reason, made your life better. And people would still call you racist, which right. doesn't make sense. But I think for that reason, people were like, oh, fuck it. No one's a Trump supporter because I don't see any of that on my feed. Meanwhile, these fools are in, hiding in some forum on, on the dark web or some shit. Nobody goes out to vote because they think Hillary's got this shit from a landslide. That's and then, exactly what And then he won. Right? And I wasn't surprised one bit at all. I was like, I knew this shit was going to happen because people are too afraid to speak out and endorse him in public dude, or on the internet. He, yeah, dude, he, but dude, kudos to him for being a marketing genius and fucking mm-hmm. fed off that shit, bro. Because apparently you only realize that he's going to win if you look at the Google searches, mm-hmm. like Joe, just it's building up like radicalism, radicalism. He's like, bro, I can just happen to this and I'm gonna have all these fucking supporters because according to the numbers of people who were Googling Trump to vote, that was like a 10 times more than what they actually thought the polls were gonna be. So that's, right. that's wild, bro. So the internet really tells you a different picture. So whatever this PC culture thinks it may be, dude, you go online and Google and look at our Google searches, it's a different fucking story. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Uh, what else has been in the news recently? Um, we spoke about so we spoke about Dave Chappelle. Yo, shout out to fucking Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, that was scary. That was yeah, crazy, bro. I, I hate seeing the fucking red letters next to a celebrity. Bro, name. that's wild. It, it bro. fucking freaks me out. But thankfully, he's. I think he's gonna be alright though. Yeah, right? he recovered, or at least he had surgery, and he's clearly alive. So, uh, best of luck to him, and hope he has a speedy recovery. That shit's fucked up. Apparently, they were speeding. I don't understand why, because obviously he had uh, a driver who he hired. I just assume. But I think mean, it was a, like a it was like a fancy car though. It was like a car like he drove himself in, like a Mustang or some shit. But what didn't he hire a driver to fucking take him around? I don't know, but I feel like when it, when it comes to, like those expensive cars, like they don't like they rather drive it themselves or some shit. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, 
whatever happened. But yeah, shout out to him. Shit, so. so him and Chappelle at the Goats of Comedy. Me and you have spoken about in the past about the Goats of R&B. And I know Chris Brown, Chris Brown and like MJ came up in the past. So I think what 50 Cent posted recently, how he thinks that Chris Brown is better than MJ. Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Again, this is kind of like the Nipsey Tupac thing. I think we just need to start separating legacies and let people own their own shit because Nipsey and Chris Brown both had enough of an impact to own their own legacy, in my opinion. They, they have completely different stories. So they, they can't, we shouldn't be trying to compare the two and figure out who's better, who's worse, who's sold more. They're just completely different people. Obviously there are parallels, but Chris Brown just isn't, uh, shouldn't be you know, mentioned in the same sentence just from the fact that they have completely different struggles. Unfortunately, Michaels is, if I had to compare the two a lot nastier and <laughs> a lot worse, um, I'd rather be known for fucking wilding out on yeah, somebody being for a chick, yeah. possibly being provoked than a dude who's inviting little kids over to fucking Ferris wheels and shit. But what do you think about that? Like the fact that I think 50 Cent just posted this as a compliment. I feel like Bieber posted yeah. the same thing like three months ago, I think. Like, I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely flattering, but I, I feel like it, it just triggers too much of a reaction to the point where like it's not even doing the situation justice. Just leave it as it is. You know, he has enough respect in the industry. We don't have to fucking start making all kinds of crazy comparisons to like stroke his ego. I just don't see the point in it, to be honest. Um, I know, but then there's it also goes to this thing like if you go back to the Nipsey point you just made that I feel like a lot of people in the industry never really spoke about how much they loved Nipsey until after he was gone, right? right. So I think Bieber and Fifty Cent were making the point of like, bro, like. Why not fucking recognize these legends while they're alive mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting till they're dead yeah. to tell them how much, oh my God, you were the best, you were better than Michael. Like, right. if you really feel that way, fuck it, you say it now. Like, why yeah. not? Like, that's, I kind of see that side of it. It's like, yeah. bro, like, I can fucking tell you how much I love you now or I can wait till you're dead and let you know. Like, right. which one do you want? I mean, he had a documentary not too long ago, right? Kind of like Michael Jackson style. Yeah. Where they like walked through his whole life and upbringing and all that. Um... So I agree with that point. I think the tricky thing is a lot of people still haven't gotten over the whole Rihanna incident. True. We mentioned this before. Yeah, so it's, it just, it gets clouded by that shit, unfortunately. Um, Some people just won't forget it. And just want to find a reason to be bitter. It's like, oh, this this fool's rich. I'm not. But what was weird about this situation, I feel like he got offended that 50 Cent even said that shit, which is weird. Yeah. You know, because I feel like if you're, like, just humbled by it, like, don't say anything. Yeah, I think... It was kind of weird that he, like, came out, like, bro, take that shit down. Yeah. I I mean, Chris Brown definitely idolizes Michael Jackson, maybe more so than we even realize. True. So he probably just saw that as going a little bit too far um, and almost blasphemous in a way. So he, I think at that point, he's like, all right, this is, it's probably a joke, probably trolling a little bit. He's probably trolling, yeah. But you never know what 50 Cent, bro. Yeah, that was the one time where 50 Cent was being sincere. Yeah, being sincere, ironically, and fucking. And that's was the one time where the where another celebrity's like, yo, you gotta calm down. <laughs> Especially a celebrity like of his caliber in the way. Right. That so, makes sense. I mean, I think Chris Brown definitely could have 
I don't know. I, I heard about this today. I mean, do you think he really would have surpassed Michael Jackson, though? Because I feel like a lot of his struggles made him who he is. Dude, so I don't like know if he was a clean cut so, dude. Do you think? But this is my thing, bro. Like, I don't, I don't. There was something very polarizing about Michael Jackson, right? So I think he has the advantage of what we mentioned before in multiple episodes about the different era of how music was being fucking distributed to the masses, right? Yeah. I don't know if Chris Brown back then would have been distributed to the masses the way Michael Jackson was, right? There's right. something about Michael Jackson that was fucking polarizing. Yeah. You had to watch it. So the entire world knew who the fuck he was. If Chris Brown was in that time frame. I don't know if he gets that same mass appeal. And that's why I would assume that Michael Jackson would have been, it would have been bigger comparing apples to apples, right? Because if you think about it, Chris Brown's fans are still prominently African-American, Latin, Latinos, yeah. hip hop, R&B fans. But you had little white girls fucking screaming over Michael Jackson. And fainting. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah, that's my point. Exactly. You had the entire world, no matter, like he was genreless. Right, whereas Chris Brown's probably one of the best R and B singers we've ever had. Yeah. I think Michael Jackson is just one of the best artists. Yeah. And that's why I feel like that comparison, like I get what they're saying. Yeah. Like I respect that. And you know, I'm yeah. the one of those guys like, bro, if you love someone, tell me you love them today. Yeah. But that comparison, bro, I think yeah. MJ would win every fucking For day. Sure. Yeah, Mike Michael Jackson's impact was like straight up universal. To the wow. point where like if aliens came down, they're like, yo, give me like the top five humans ever. Michael would, Jackson would somehow make that list. Facts, bro. Like it's it's different, bro. Like I yeah. get what they're saying. Like I respect it too. Like yo, give respect, love, bro. He's like Chris Brown is one of the best R and B artists of this era, or set ever. But bro, yo, Michael Jackson, bro. Everyone knew his songs, yeah. dude. He was being invited to fucking hang out with Mandela and like fucking the Dalai Lama. Like bro, like that's who yeah. the fuck was listening to him. The yeah. entire world, like not some fucking niche. Yeah. market like i know we like hip-hop our thing but right on the grand scheme of things at least like five years ago it's another genre like, yeah and not that this is important but i went to a, a friend's like pr event at some hotel and chris brown showed up for like 15 minutes and no one like, cared i won't say no one cared but <laughs> he didn't have fucking the navy seals rolling deep like blocking him and having 40 people with cameras snapping left and right like it was pretty low key. Like if I wanted to hop over a couple of dudes and clock them in the face, <laughs> which would I would never do, but if I wanted to, I probably could have found a way. Michael Jackson, you'd have to, you get sniped before you Snipe, even think about it. Like they'll catch you thinking about yeah. it, and you'll be. Yeah, that was a bad thought. That's that's the kind of superpowers he had. Yeah, I think he time. was special, bro. So I would, I would again. I love the the accolades. I think every, more artists should try to be the best. Like. I get like it's not a, a, a competition, but like, bro, if you, if you could be the best artist, try to be the best artist. Yeah. So I get that, and I think he should. I think Chris Brown should have that as a goal. But bro, like, just you and I talking, there's no way he surpasses Michael. That's like, right? Yeah. Bro, Michael was special. Bro. Yeah. Like, I think it was flattering. It doesn't. It's flattering, bro. It's detract yo, from Chris Brown's stardom or talent or anything. Yeah, at bro, all. You, you weren't as good as Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, yeah, I think it's just two different times, two different talents and two different levels of impact. Bro, really the only fucking comparison they have is that they're both black and can dance. Yeah, black dance can That's sing. That's it though, bro. Like their and, music is different. Like, and there's not, not even... a lot of people that can match each of them. But right. like if you put them both together, like they don't their have the types same of classics. Music is different, and, like, bro. Like, Michael Jackson has super, super timeless classics. Bro, timeless, like, timeless. And tons of them too. Right, That's because it, it doesn't have to be with like, I think with Chris Brown, bro, not even just Chris Brown, a lot of, hip-hop artists, R&B artists right now, 
is that you're kind of susceptible to what's popular now. Yeah. So a lot of your beats are, all right, that was the beat of 2000. Yep. Whereas Michael Jackson is, bro, that was just a fucking hit. Yeah. And then he has 20 of them. You're like, what the yep. fuck? Whereas Chris Brown is like, there's certain beats of him. Like, all right, that's like a early 2000 beat where we had to have like a fire beat with a yeah. guy singing on the hook. And then we had to, like that. Yeah. A lot of shit's predictable, right? There's like, I really only think like, again, like you mentioned on our previous podcast, uh, I think Drake, Jay-Z and Kanye are the only real people making timeless fucking music. Mm -hmm. And I just think Chris Brown's not there yet, bro. Like, yeah. A lot of his beats are representative of the time he's in as opposed right. to, hey, this is a great song, it'll last forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, I feel like a lot of the tracks he touches have hit potential or are like very radio friendly and dope. Because he he's his, naturally that yeah, way, though. And he can sing his ass off on anything. It's just, there's not, I can't think of a ton of tracks to where like the entire room will just go. Right. Like Deuces is one track that obviously will have the crowd going nuts and stuff. But other than that, I think he's just like a musical machine, but not necessarily... The musical like god that mj was um, yeah michael jackson yeah. was so and he is a machine bro he's fucking we made a joke before he's fucking these albums are 40 fucking tracks like, yeah he's just fucking and none of them are bad but none of them are great though i'm not at i'm not going through a adding frenzy i, I haven't yet. added a chris brown song to my place in a long time bro yeah. it's been a fucking minute man um but speaking of fucking people who are legends in the game and all that stuff so you kind of wanted to discuss the whole Jay-Z, Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick thing again about the whole, like, he made a couple comments about, like, single-parent homes and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, fortunately, he's from a single-parent home because this shit would sound way more wild if he... Oh, no, he's speaking from a yeah. place of reference. If he was, like, a privileged... If he was... I don't know who's a privileged rapper. I don't know. Let's say this was, like, fucking... Damn, nobody really privileged comes to mind. They all come in. They call him the fucking... But anyways, if I let's say he was a white rapper who grew up in fucking the Hamptons or sure. some shit, they'd be tearing his ass apart. They're still tearing Jay Z's ass apart because they're playing the sellout card. Um, I think his point makes sense. It's just the fact that he, I think "cause" is a very fucking strong word. Because mm -hmm. even if we fucking did a reverse Thanos and snapped black fathers into the lives of African American. Uh, sons tomorrow racial profiling would still exist cops would there would still be a misunderstanding but i think what he's really trying to say is that in a lot of instances um these black lost individuals might have difficulty listening to rules from another man who didn't lay a finger to help raise them uh but it's it's a tricky situation because there's there's a lot of people who turn out completely fine Yes, uh, and it's too blanket of a statement to to say that, and it's gonna piss a lot of people off because there's a lot of people that worked hard and persevered and aren't don't have that mindset. So I think that argument is just wrong in how it was worded and what he was trying to say, and didn't really have uh, substance behind it. It was just kind of like a random. Oh, now that I'm partnered with the NFL, let me say some shit that the dudes I'm hanging around with might like to hear. Okay, so I would go, I'm going to play devil's advocate then, and then go to, again, the whole theme of this episode is called PC and Mac. So let's go to what the big data says. So back to that book I read this week about the data. So I feel like what he said was may shock, would maybe like had like shock value, mm. but it's not wrong though. So if you go to, so like big, so if we, if we think about the NBA, right, we always assume 
that the bat the black kid from a single parent home who had a, a very impoverished fucking lifestyle growing up is more likely to become an NBA star than the black kid who had everything or the kid who had everything for him, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we assume. So more kids are like LeBron James, like come from a fucking terrible background and they're so fucked up that they think basketball is the only way to survive, right? Yeah. That's what we assume. So data will show that's fucking inaccurate. Kids who come from a double family home, mom and dad, grow up in a res re relatively income middle income household are more likely to make the NBA than someone like LeBron James. So Chris Paul, Chris Bosh um, are a couple examples of people who had both parents at home. Steph Curry had both parents at home, weren't the richest, but weren't broke. Mm -hmm. And that was enough to make them stable human beings and go off a town, right? So yeah. it's more likely that than what LeBron is, right? Right. So for the thing that fucking for what he says, Jay-Z, about like these fucking single family hoes when it single family homes. <laughs> single, family homes. <laughs> single family homes. Single family hoes, bro. I hate Next this LA time. life. <laughs> these homes, dude, the data shows that these homes are fucking conducive to not putting out the best thing for society, bro. Like yeah. that's just a fucking matter of the fact. Like we all have that one or two person we can think of, like, oh well he's a single family home member, but he's fine. But bro, the data shows, bro, if you don't yeah. have a fucking stable father figure in your life, bro, you don't respect authority, you don't respect men. So if fucking a cop comes at you and you're a dude, bro, your your instant reaction is to fucking like punch your guard up and like, yo, let me fight back. Yeah. Whereas maybe if you had a father figure so you knew what a good example was, you would be more like, all right, let me chill. Yeah. So again, like I I'm, I'm, I I respect authority. I didn't have my dad around, right? Like it just there's always one off, so I'm a one off. Yeah. But dude, the, the data shows, bro, that's that's a fucking massive impact. And I I agree. Uh, for one, I wouldn't go too hard on the subject myself just because I mean my parents were divorced, but my dad was, was around. around. So I can't say it was uh, like a completely torn family or anything like that. But I do see I think a lot of different people, even not even talking about police brutality, there's a lot of, um, I don't know what you would call them, activists or just men in general who, who study, uh, you know, societal, um, I guess, challenges have mentioned that broken homes do lead to a lot of issues. And I think with men in particular, we handle our frustrations differently which is why when, when these shootings happen i i can't recall any time i've seen someone be like was it a chick who did this right like we, we're always, we always like assume. what's his race right what, what what was wrong with him and i think things like this contribute to to those issues and it's just a tough pill to swallow um that's not to say that anyone deserves to be shot just for like refusing a fucking simple order and that's not to say uh racial profiling doesn't exist but and also it's not to say that uh cops don't abuse rights and do things that they shouldn't be doing 100 percent. but at the same time i mean i i'm sure there are plenty of instances where dudes are just like you know what fuck you yeah like, super aggressive for no reason yeah super aggressive for no reason and it just leads to to issues and it doesn't make you a bitch for following orders so long as you do it respectfully and know your rights um and so I think, I think like I think we both agree on the fact that we agree with what Jay Z maybe said, 
it's just the fact that like it's kind of snowballing from yeah. two weeks ago you sold out yeah. now you're telling us that our fucking people are being mm -hmm. killed and hurt because it's their fault like, i think it's just like yeah the fact that jay-z said it and he said the word cause yeah so it makes it seem like that's literally the only reason why a dude might be getting shot right a black a dude of color um, but I think it's just the fact that he said it. Yeah. Like he's just like a fucking lightning rod that anything to do with fucking black culture. Right. It's like, bro, we loved you. You were our king, and now you fucking turned your back on us, and now you're telling us it's our fault. Like, yeah. if anyone else would have said that comment, dude, be, if a white guy said that comment, mm -hmm. I think it would have been like a, yeah, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. But the fact, I think, like, I think they just think that Jay Z right now is like a picture of like right. an Uncle Tom. And that's, that's the sad thing, too, is because if a white dude did make that comment, Oh, he's racist. Brush him off. Done. There's right. no way he's right. And then if a black dude says it, it's like deep Shut down it, it hits your pit, and you're like, I know this might be kind of right, but he's a fucking cool Uncle Tom Uncle motherfucker. Tim, uh, Tim. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Um, and then it's like I don't even want to hear from him. Let's cancel him. Blah blah blah. What would be interesting, speaking of data, is if they could somehow go back to all these. Um, police brutality shootings, not just the ones that were highlighted by the media and see if um, out of those thousands of incidents, one, if they came from a broken family and then two, uh, what that interaction was like. Like, did they refuse orders? Bro, I just know, so I agree with you because again, cop, the topic is mm -hmm. PC or Mac and I think Data has been a fucking beautiful little like yeah. side host with us. But bro, the Data will show there was a lot of fucking white cops shooting at black kids. Yeah, that's what the data's gonna show. Yeah. So like, I, I know what you mean as far as like, we can dissect this shit to different levels, yeah. but it's gonna be a lot of white guys <laughs> shooting at black kids. So mm -hmm. that's the fucking scary part. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to ask you, just speaking about like um, stuff we've been fucking looking forward to. We were since uh, we mentioned our heat of the week and all that other stuff. Did you get a chance? I know you watched the Chappelle show, obviously. Did you get a chance to watch the Travis Scott special? No, I saw that you saw it, bro. bro. I still gotta watch Phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. Is it, is it kind of like a, just all inclusive documentary So do you remember life? Defiant ones on like HBO about like the whole like Jimmy Iovine and going through like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very similar to that, but like obviously from Travis Scott who we can both relate to. Yeah. Bro, it, it goes back to when he's a kid, like fucking five years old, to when he's 15, to when he's now, to then back, yo, it's, yo, the progression of the fucking timeline is phenomenal. Uh -huh. And just, dude, they, they have, at least four different times where he's coming up with the lyrics in his mind with just the beat playing and they like they captured that like yo that is like dude like we're both fucking music geeks so we like appreciate that mm -hmm. but bro this was like special he was like you can see him coming up with the lyrics like sickle mode and like and then when he finally got the drake lyrics for that song you saw him lose his fucking mind out of pure joy like bro <laughs> it is fucking great and then what he really the, the the part of the fucking documentary was fucking phenomenal to root anybody is when he loses the fucking rap album of the year nomination at the Grammys to Cardi B. Uh -huh. Yo, this nigga's mad, bro. I'll be, Rightly so. I heard, I listened to World again in, in its entirety maybe bro, two classics. weeks ago. I'm like, classics. damn, like this, this definitely deserved it. Bro, but this is Cardi my B thing, bro. Was cool and everything. That's cool what debut, I'm saying. Like, Let's not, so yeah. nothing to take, yo, I love Cardi B. That was a dope album. Yeah. But bro, album of the year, you're stretching. Mm -hmm. Like bro, it's, first of all, it should've been Mac Miller. That's my opinion. But Mac Miller, Nipsey Hussle, Travis Scott, those three albums are way better than fucking, like yo, I know it's subjective. I get that. But bro, if she wasn't a chick who had this mass appeal, there's no way she's winning fucking round. There's no way, yeah. bro. 
Like no one consciously who's a rap fan went in that thing to vote and was like, oh yeah, Cardi B for sure. There's none. Yeah, that was a rough one. But I'm telling you, um, look Mama Can Fly on Netflix. If you want a future here of the week, go watch that, bro. That's fucking quality fucking cinematography, but it's a story about Travis is fucking nuts. Bro. I mean, I won't ruin it, but what was his... I still don't understand where he came from, because he Houston, came bro. out of nowhere. No, I know that, but like he... As far as I know, he was just working with Kanye maybe for a bit and just blew up out of nowhere. But like, what was his major, his first major breakthrough? Like, so they don't, they don't go too deep into that. They show that famous video of him uh, performing in 2014 in front of like 20 people. Uh-huh. And like, they fast forward to like, he's performing fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. But they don't really tap into why he blew up. It was more so he blew up because he was just fucking consistent. Okay. And like constantly So it wasn't like fucking Jay-Z low-key like... No, 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 no. No one gave him a cosign. It was just yeah. him constantly putting out beats, working. Because he produced a lot of his own shit, which he's learned on the, yeah. on the documentary. But what was cool about it was um, they talk about like... So the, the title of the, of the uh, documentary is Look Mama Can Fly. It's about the people flying off the stage on his performances. Uh-huh. So he'll invite like... They usually want to kick you off, but he'll invite you to fucking rush the yeah. stage, but you have to get off immediately. Yeah. And that's like, oh, look, my mom fly. Like, that's, dude, it's just fucking. That's a dope concept. Dude, it's, dude, it's well, very well done. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of shows me and you were at were spoken about. And, bro, dude, people are fucking, like, getting knocked the fuck out of this fucking show. It's, like, unconscious. Like, in the mosh pit? In the mosh pit, bro. Like, he's had to, like, tell people, well, please get away so we can get an ambulance and, like, that and then just go back to fucking god damn but bro like people are like almost dying in his mosh pits which is why shout out to your friend with karen yep when she came to hang out with us in miami for rolling loud bro she we remember we're like yo the mosh pit's about to start leave the fuck now right. and she left because bro that would have been bad well fortunately we were like a mile and a we half we were a mile out. away from it yeah, but yeah, either yeah. way i think the crowd was crazy even that far away yeah that was a smart move by us because that girl would have died and that would have been on us <laughs> Yeah, that shit was wild. But yeah, you have the time. Check out the Travis Scott documentary. Again, as a music fan, as an everything fan, it's it's quality. Yeah. So anything else, bro? Anything you want to touch on before we uh, let the people go? Uh, Not really. Um, Obviously, next week we'll check back uh, via video. Um, find some more content to, to give you guys. We'll be uploading everything very soon. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, too. At Audio Theory, as well as Twitter. Uh, audio theory hq um so you can get notifications on when we upload new shit and memes and all that good stuff all right my guy appreciate you great thank you for the uh cali love sure and i'll see you uh next week word